Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. It's so good to be together. Everyone looks so pretty. Why don't you all get this pretty dressed up every week? I don't understand why it's just a once and done thing. It was awesome. Yesterday, I went to my barber, well, my stand-in barber, in case Ernie's here. When I can't get into Ernie, my secondary, second choice, Vanessa, if you're here, I apologize. I don't know what to do now. But uh, just joking with her, uh, sweet. I, I've seen Vanessa for, for uh, several years off and on when I'm not down here with Ernie. And she's like, yeah, you kind of got a big day tomorrow. She knows I'm a pastor. She's like, it's like your Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah. Except for Jesus doesn't just win one weekend of the year. He wins every day. <laughs> so we had a good laugh. And, and uh, just uh, if anyone's having, I want to pause just because we do have that new app for translation. Is that working? Can everybody say, hola, Nora. She's up there just crushing the translation right now. We're so excited um, when, when Sister Nora and I we're in here on Thursday, and I just was practice preaching, and she was practice translation. We felt the glory of God and his, just his presence. It was really cool. So I, I thought, man, that'd be pretty stinking cool if the whole city could hear the good news in their heart language. And, and so actually, I just want to pause. Whew. I just want to bless the church in Santa Maria and Central Coast for every preacher who's standing behind pulpits, or maybe they're a little more hip and they've got cool tables or chairs or whether they're wearing robes or collars, I want to bless every church that's lifting up King Jesus right now. So if you, you just, just, I don't know where you'd extend your hand, so don't worry about it. Just glass, glass crap, whatever this means, clasp them. Father, let's just, we bless the church on the Central Coast. We bless every preacher, teacher, worshiper. We bless, Lord, every, every minister of the gospel in this city. Lord, let the gospel release the power of Christ. Lord, may people's lives be changed today. May sinners come home to a loving Father. Lord, may sickness be healed. May relationships that are broken be restored. May, may people's lives who are hanging by a thread experience the, the rescue of King Jesus today. Lord, we bless the church in Santa Maria. We bless our brothers and our sisters in the Central Coast. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of just being one of many beautiful churches that just really, really love and lift up Jesus our Lord and King. So Lord, bless the church even now as many are releasing the word. Father, I pray that your word would just break through and touch our hearts and change us forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him glory this morning. Amen. He is so worthy of our praise, friends. Well, today the talk is called Welcome Home. Everybody say, Welcome Home. My, my simple little hope, it's a small little talk today. I preach long every other week, but this week, short talk. Welcome Home. Easter is that celebration where we get to see the full lengths to which God is willing to travel 
to bring us back to himself. We see, not just on Easter, but especially on Easter, when we think about the cross and then the empty grave, we see that God really has left no stone unturned to get to us, to get to us and to save us. Well, I'm convinced that God has put a beacon, a homing beacon in every human heart. I didn't know what picture to show you. You're going to have to hit clear. There you go. Like, there's a chip. That's a chip. There's just some, we're, we, there's a hardwired thing within the hearts of humanity. This, uh, you know, you're not a machine, so don't worry. But in case you're wondering, I just saw the mental picture when I thought about this beacon in our hearts. There's this, this ache for home. There's this ache for family. There's this ache to belong. There's this craving and longing to be known, to be accepted, to be cherished. There's this craving and longing to be pursued, to be wanted. If I'm hitting any of your list, can you just say amen so I can shorten the list down? The Bible says that there actually are things that he has put inside of us, that he's even put the longing for eternity in our hearts. There's this little verse in a book that not many of us probably read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, that God has made everything beautiful in his time. And he's also set eternity in the human heart. Did you know that there is a beacon, there is a heart, there is a you're not a machine, but just picture, there's this thing that's pulsating inside of you, and I am here to tell you the good news, that I know the one to whom all of those cravings and longings point if you'll let him come home, and if you'll come home to him. We long for home, for family. We long to have a life filled with purpose and meaning. I love it. In their book, The Seven Longings of the Human Heart, do I have it up there? I don't have it up there. I'll just have the quote right here. God created every person with deep longings that only he can fill. We all long for beauty, for greatness, fascination, intimacy. We all long to be enjoyed by those we love, to be wholehearted in what we do, and to make a lasting impact. And when we realize that these longings are godly and that God himself wants to fulfill them, we begin to find new freedom and joy. Did you know that God, I love C.S. Lewis, he says the, the serious business of heaven is joy. Yeah. Come on, I love C.S. Lewis, he's a great philosopher and Christian thinker, one of the greatest in history. I love that quote, the serious business of heaven is joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is serious about joy. <laughs> but the, the, the reality of the human condition and the human experience is we take these cravings and these longings for good, for beauty, for acceptance, for wholeheartedness. And, and the problem is if we don't turn them to him, we will inevitably turn them to something else or someone else. Can I get an amen? I mean, who has ever aimed your love at the wrong target because once you hit it you realize oh boy that did not pan out like I hoped it would so when we think about Easter and we think about the good news of Jesus it's not God coming to us and trying to make our lives miserable and 
shrunken down and he check your desires and your dreams and your longings and your hungers at the door. No, it's come through the door. Come through me and let me straighten out your desire and actually give you what you actually crave and long for, which is me. God made humanity in order to enter into his life and his love and to share his joy. You were made, say I was made, for love and for joy. The Bible calls when we look to other things but God as the ultimate source of life and satisfaction. The Bible calls these things idols. Everyone say idols. Now what is an idol? This is my favorite quote by a guy called Tim Keller. An idol is anything, oh, bummer, (laughs) more important to you than God. Does everyone already know what an idol is and how easy it is to have one or many? Anything that absorbs your heart and your imagination more than God, anything you seek to give you what only God can give. Anything that is so central and essential to your life that should you lose it, your life would feel hardly worth living. Wow. The problem is these longings, these cravings, that chip within our heart, how we're hardwired for all of these things, family, for friendship, a place to belong, meaning, purpose, lasting and dynamic impact with our life. And we... Look to fulfill those things outside of relationship with God. Those things we go after end up destroying us. Who can bear witness to that? I'm the only one who's made a mess. But the good thing, the good news, the great news of Easter is that God has come to us in our mess and he's made a way to come home. He's made a way to leave those things that hurt and harm our lives, to leave those things that hurt and fracture our relationships, to turn from those things that we can't seem to kick, those habits we can't seem to break, those things that promise satisfaction, fulfillment on the front end. But once you ingest or pursue, you realize this is an empty trail to nowhere. God in Christ comes to us and he says, I know the way to the life that you long to experience, and it's through me. The Bible just, he flat out says it. I am the what? The way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever since humanity rebelled against God and went looking for all of these things that chip in their heart for purpose, meaning, satisfaction, belonging, community. Ever since we went looking elsewhere, that simultaneously triggered God's rescue operation to find us. And so so you see the movement. God, everything you're offering me, nah. I want to be my own ruler. I want to name my own good and evil. I want to live my own life and run my own kingdom. Come on, am I talking to anyone in the room? The Bible says that as soon as we did that, when we turn from God, it says the next 
verse in, in Genesis 3, God said, where are you? Did you know that God has been seeking you out from before you even thought of God? God has been wanting to rescue and bring you home to himself before God was even a thought in your brain. So God unleashed his rescue operation. Even as, as, as he sends Adam and Eve out of the garden because now they're aware of their shame. You see, beloved, it's not enough just to know about our bad choices and our consequences of our sin. God doesn't want us just to be aware of that. He wants a greater reality to grip your heart today and that there is a way home. There is a way through the mess that you and I create through the grace and love and mercy of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Bible says in one of the most famous verses, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ came into the world, he was like a light, or not a, he was the light, someone say, the light of the world, singular. He's the source of all that is beautiful, pure, holy, and right. The Bible says when the light of Jesus broke into the world, that he came into hostile territory. Why? Because when the light of the world comes into the world, what did he find when he came into the world? A bunch of people who love darkness instead of light. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, that was you at one point too, buddy. just says it flat out in John 3 19 people love darkness you see the bummer about choosing idols those things they can satisfy you for a little while come on I'm talking the truth here today they can set they can fill a longing for a minute and the problem is that once we step out of relationship with God, we leave home and we go looking for all of those longings elsewhere. How many know that our senses get dulled? Our ability to reason for what is good, what is true, what is right, what is lovely, what is beautiful, those things begin to get dull in our hearts and our minds because of our love for things other than God. But the Bible says, come on, but even the darkness is as light to Jesus. The good news of Easter is that Jesus Christ breaks into our darkness and he shows us another way. Jesus Christ breaks into our misplaced love and he loves us even when we don't deserve it. He loves us even when we did not reciprocate that love back to him. Even when we loved other things more than him that he despised, he still loved us and pursued us. Jesus braved the strong headwinds of human pride and rebellion, hatred, envy, violence, jealousy. Jesus came against the strong headwind of humanity that loved darkness instead of his light. And he loved the world not to condemn it, but to heal and to save it through his light and through his love. 
Then the Bible says, if God loved the world, how did he love the world? Somebody help me out. It's that huge wooden thing behind my right shoulder. The Bible says in 1 John 3.16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Jesus followed the light of his Father's presence and his Father's will, even though the Father knew he was leading his Son like a lamb to be slaughtered on behalf of the sin and rebellion of all humanity. Jesus knew the only way for us, for you and for me, to come home to the Father was for him to step in the gap and to take all of the legal debtedness that you and I, because of our sinfulness, owed God and each other, that currency of rebellion that was credited to our account, God sent his son to take all of what we could never pay back upon the shoulders of his perfect son, who was the only perfect light, the only perfect demonstration of love. And Jesus Christ knew the only way to bring you and me home was for him to go to the cross and to show the full weight of his love. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Just before the cross, Jesus prayed this simple prayer, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me. And as Jesus hung there on the cross, Finishing the work that his father gave him to do, he cried out those amazing words, it is finished. How many are thankful for those three words, it is finished? <laughs> On the cross, Jesus has once and for all removed the fear by hanging exposed of you and I being exposed. If I really confessed my idols and my sin to God, he, he would hate me, he wouldn't want me or love me. Jesus hangs there so that our fear of being condemned and exposed no longer keeps us from coming home. Jesus hangs there, rejected by the religious establishment, rejected by his friends, rejected by the world he created and came to save. He came there so that you and I could be delivered from our fear of rejection. God wouldn't accept me if he knew me. My family, you don't understand, Chatty, what I've done. Jesus hangs there, rejected, so that you and I could be accepted. Jesus hangs there. Does anyone ever have fear that they can't measure up or they haven't done enough good things or right things or checked enough boxes? Come on, raise your hand if you're like me. Jesus hangs there. And through the cross, he conquers all of our fears of never measuring up, never being good enough, so that you and I, through his sheer love and grace, can be made right with God, not on account of anything that we have done, but on account of who he is and what he has done. Amen. And then finally, Jesus Christ, through the cross, removes our fear of death by conquering death. Yes. And the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus 
is the once and for all triumph that death is no longer the end of your story or my story if we trust in Jesus as our Lord. So just go with me. It's a little bit cheesy, but I don't care what you say. I was just thinking about it. Because of sin, we we close off. We put a lock on our hearts. Right? Because we don't want people to really know what we think, feel, or... Come on, somebody. We want to hide. And so we keep people off. And you know what? We even try to keep God out, as if God doesn't know what's behind the door. Just in pictures, because some of you are visual learners like me. I just got these little pictures... This is the human condition. This is, we're bound up in our sin. We're bound, we're hidden. We don't want to be exposed. And then there's the cross. Yeah? God being fully exposed, he laid bare his holy arm to say, you don't have to hide anymore. Amen. He hangs there, just exposed before us and all of those who mocked him and slandered him. He says, you guys can come out of hiding. You can come home. And then I thought, you know, if you turn the cross sideways, not upside down for those who want to email me later, (laughs) but if you kind of turn it sideways, it kind of looks like a key. Maybe you've already heard this sermon. I never preached it or heard it. I thought it was kind of fresh. You turn that puppy sideways, and it's kind of like a key. So that's the sermon in one slide. I know you resist me. I know you're rebelling. I know you want to hide. I know you want to try to fix your mess. I know you want to fulfill all of those longings in your heart by things that you think will satisfy you. But let the power of my cross unlock your heart so that I can stuff you with the life that you never could get apart from me. That's Easter. That's the good news of the gospel. The cross comes and unlocks our heart. It it breaks us free from our self-inflicted wounds and prisons through his love and by his cross. And I love this picture. I don't know why I never thought of this. Maybe because the theme of today is welcome home. What does that look like to you? To me, that looks like the front door of God's house that's open and the stone rolled away. It's cheesy. I don't care. I don't care if it's cheesy. And I want to say that Jesus Christ is that door. He's the only way to the Father. He's the only way home. But I want to say through his cross, the power of his blood, the power of his life and his grace, he can open your heart today. And what you'll find if you'll turn and come home to the Father is not a father with a grimace and a growl. You'll find a front door that's been open. And you'll find a father with joy in his heart. And you'll find a savior who still bears the mark of his love for us. And he says, come home. The door's open. (laughs) And when he rose and he triumphed over death, he triumphed. And every excuse, you know how heavy that stinking stone is? That's why I love Easter. They showed up and the stone was already rolled away. You know why? Because we could never do enough to clear the way to get to God. God has come to us in Jesus Christ. 
He, he rolled the stone away. He has flipped every excuse on its head. And he said, everything you think that keeps you from me, it's an illusion in your mind if you'll just confess that I'm enough to bring you home. If you'll just confess that you love me and that you're for me. And so here's what I want to do. I want to invite the team up. We're going to sing a song. What a beautiful name. Come on up, worship team. The cross is the key that unlocks our hearts, that rescues us from our sin and from our shame. And the empty tomb is the stone that's been rolled away. The front door to the Father's house has been open. And now you and I are welcomed home. Say that with me. Say, through Jesus, I'm welcomed home. Through Jesus, I can come home. I can leave my sin and my shame. He's unlocked my heart. I can come home to the Father. Could you stand with me on your feet? Just one more time. Can you throw that graphic back up there of the cross, the cheesy cross, <laughs> the sideways key? I just want you to reflect. What are those things that are holding you back from just coming home to the Father? What are those things that you feel bound by? Could you just open your heart to Jesus today? You don't need fancy words. There's not a magic formula. There's just, Jesus, you're the only one that can unlock and fix my mess. I'm done. I've made a mess of my life, and I want you to come and transform me. I want you to your grace. I want to be free today. I want to come home. I believe that your cross was for me, that your love is enough. So let's sing today of the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. How many believe the name of Jesus is the most beautiful name?